Keep speaking now. Keep speaking. You sure you want me to keep speaking? Well, not really, but... <laughs> right, well, I'm ready to go. I, I will try not to waffle on so that it's no... Uh, <laughs> Disney going for the cheats. Ten minutes later and you're not <laughs> <laughs> Three minutes, I was thinking. Sorry, I get a blocked nose when I speak these days. <laughs> got any plans the, the, the morrow night? So I could have popped in and seen you for half an hour because I've got him through, through training the, the, the morrow night if you're... Cool, I'll just postpone my wank for later on then. <laughs> <laughs> I please do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm away. In the stadium erupts in red, white, and blue. You've never seen anything like it. Let's go. Hi everyone and welcome to the next episode of the iReady podcast. As ever, I'm your host Derek and with me is my co-host Dave. How are you doing Dave? Derek, I'm very well. How's yourself? Very good. I mean, we've got a great podcast to go over tonight, haven't we? We certainly have. Things are looking up. We're feeling a bit more confident and you know, it's, uh, the future's looking a, a, a lot more promising than it has been. The future's bright, the future's blue. <laughs> I wasn't going to say orange there because we might get you know, said we're, we're sectarian or something like that. Aye, I, I was thinking we'll, we'll, we'll go a, a, a wee bit more direct and say the, that the future is red, yellow and black, considering that's the, the colours of the Belgian flag, so we'll, we'll leave it at that. Or it's Clomontine. Possibly, which is oh. a shade of... Tangerine. <laughs> <laughs> yes, uh, it's, it's all looking rosy just now so far, so uh, we'll go down the tunnel and onto the pitch. So Dave, the first game we've got to cover, it was a bit touchy for 95 minutes, wasn't it Dave? But we eventually became 2-1 winners against Hearts, that was on Sunday the 29th of October, that was in the Premiership. That's This is going to be the worst game we've got to cover Dave, isn't it? Yeah, oh, definitely Derek, but a positive result in the end. Yes. So, there was one change from the Sparta game that we last played. That was Ridvan in for Suter. So, given us that width at the back there with yeah. you know, a natural left back, we lined up T- Butland, Tavernier, Goldson, Davis, Ridvan, Lundstrom, Raskin, Lammers, Cantwell, Seema and Dessers. On the subs bench were McCrory, Suter, Jack, Zafuentes, Dill, Wright, Devine, McCausland and Danilo. Obviously, as well, it was Remembrance Sunday, so in typical fashion, there was the minute silence as well as the card display as well. Impeccably observed by both sets of fans. Yep. You wouldn't expect anything else at Ibrox, exactly. would you? Yep. So the first half, a woeful first half. We reverted back to the same style that the, has got the previous two managers, the sack. Seamark, Cantwell were the only ones with pass marks. Lammers, Dessers, Tavernier all abysmal. We had seven corners in that first half. Very few have got past their first man. Tavernier's crosses have basically been hitting hope. We were playing with slow pace, not shooting at all. Really poor, Dave, wasn't it? Yeah, it really was, Derek. As you say, total lack of invention. 
Uh, and it looked as if we were just sort of very slowly going through the gears without really getting any momentum at all. And exactly, just like what you said, just like what we had been watching for uh, you know the past few months, uh, it was it was pretty poor. So it all went Pete Tong on the fifth minute, and Hearts got an early goal. It was played from the centre to the left. The player steps in, a long cross to the back post. Ridvan doesn't read it and jumps too early, loses his man in the process, and it was a really good header from the back post into the back of the net. So simple, Dave. I think a mixture of Ridvan being so small, but also as well, completely mistiming his jump. Not even that, Derek. It was Lauren Shankland. Do you know what I mean? It was it's Hart's talisman. It's their only striker. It's someone who there should be somebody on him if, if, if there's a sniff. Because he is a very good player. I don't care what any, anybody says. He's a natural finisher. And, you know, when uh, Hart's only sort of goal threat comes into our box, you would be expecting one of your centre-halves to be on him to try and get uh, to, to get the ball away. Never mind the smallest guy on the park that's our left-back, but as you say, he completely misjudged it. It was a very good header by Shankland as well, but there really should have been somebody on him, so, you know, one of the centre-halves, so it was a, a complete disaster defensively all round for us. Yeah, absolutely. 27th minute, a corner in from the right, Goldson with the header, off Dessers and literally cleared off the line, so kind of unlucky that there. Dessers maybe should have been doing a wee bit better there, but it did kind of come off him. 33rd minute, Lundstrom with a shot just outside of the box, it was blocked and out for the corner, and on the 48th minute, those three words you love to hear, just before half-time, penalty to Rangers. It was a nice ball into the box, finds Cantwell in space Cantwell cuts into the middle and he was taken out. Absolutely no danger it was a penalty, it was as clear as you like Cantwell actually probably had a bad first touch which kind of put him off and he had to take that extra step and I think that's what kind of flummoxed the the defender there as well so definite penalty up steps Tavernier though on the 49th minute and he hits the post Tavernier's penalty is generally good but when he misses them he, he has howlers. You've got to be hitting the target, haven't you? I know. Well, you could, could say that about anything, De- uh, Derek. Anyway. I mean, everybody will miss a penalty at some point, but it was more the opportunity just before half time to go in uh, all level, considering that we hadn't played particularly well. I think that was just more of the disappointing thing for myself. I think it just summed up that half, really, given the fact that there was seven corners, done nothing with it, so many crosses, not beating their first man, it was just poor all round. However, into the second half, we made a substitution at half-time, Dessers came off and Danilo on, certainly the right thing to do, because he was having a shocker, I was saying, you know what, it should be a quadruple sub at half-time, but he stuck with just the one good that he was making the changes though because you know with previous managers they would have just waited, tried to see if something else would have changed, not that you've done anything in the team, we would have waited to 60 minutes when it's too late. Yeah, no it was and it's refreshing to see as well Derek I think you can see that he is a a proper manager, he's got a calibre he knows if something's not working or or someone just isn't in a game he knows to to change it, there's no any any blushes spared and that was good to see, but like you, I was <laughs> I was that fed up at that point. I was I was hoping that he would sub, you know, at least two, if not three of them. But you know, I'm no football manager, Derek, and uh, you know that's 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 what what he did. But it, something needed to change, regardless for the second half. 
Yes. 48th minute was a shot by Lundstrom from outside the box, deflected off the defender, falls to Danilo and he shoots wide. It was offside in any case. Yep. Same minute as well, nice work around the box, ending on Lundstrom with a shot wide. 57th minute, plenty of pressure around the Hearts box. Cantwell wins the ball on the edge, turns and shoots, deflected wide, across to the near post and Lammer shoots wide. 60th minute, a shot by Raskin hits the side netting. In that play, he somehow manages to injure himself and he had to go off on a stretcher. It looked a bad one as well. I think it was just the way the cross came in, the way he tried to balance himself and he was kind of turning as well as he shot and he's twisted his knee, I think, and he's been out for ever ever since then. I think it's quite a bad one as well. I I don't think we've had any sort of update, have we? No, we've we've not heard much. And actually, look, the the, the technique looked fantastic as well. I actually thought from the angle that he had scored, uh, unfortunately, it was the side netting. But certainly from the way that he swung around, it looked as if he'd he'd done it perfectly. But obviously something, he's tweaked something, uh, and it's just not been right. And then, you know, that's that's him now out. So... It shows you, you know, again for us with the injuries, they were just so unlucky, and that wasn't even a, you know, a tackle or anything like that. It was one of your players having a shot. So it sums up our luck on the injury front, doesn't it? Took the words right out of my mouth there, Dave. Aye. 63rd minute, then Raskin came off and Wright came on. 76th minute, Cantwell off, McCausland on. 82nd minute, Lammers off and Jack on. 87th minute, there was a VAR check for a possible penalty from the corner just beforehand as well. It was a great spot. Goldson was clearly getting impeded with a clear shot pull, penalty given and yellow card. No excuse there from the the defender. Absolutely ludicrous to do. We'll get into that at the end of the game. But up steps Tavernier, high into the roof of the net, one each. Brilliant. And then there seemed to be a lift from that because just after that, with the injuries, there was a couple of injuries in the game. There was a couple of our checks, nine minutes of injury time. The whole stadium seemed to get a lift from that. that. From that there, the the players seem to get the lift as well, and on the 93rd minute, absolute bedlam because Danilo scores to make it 2-1 went down the right hand side, a lovely long cross to the back post, and Danilo with his mask on, a header into the bottom left corner, outstanding Dave. Derek, it was, we, we saw in this game the worst and the best to James Tavernier, didn't we? And certainly in the second half, he upped his game. So I'm going to give the man as much credit as I can for the, the character that he did for, for him to step up and score the penalty. And then that delivery, that's what we're looking for. When when Tav does eventually get his delivery spot on, there's more, you know, it's usually a goal at the end of it. And it was, it was a perfect cross from the right and a fantastic header by Danilo and as you say, the place just absolutely erupted for us to be 2-1 two, two, up, you know in the space of three minutes or however long it was for us getting beat to us then winning, it was it was fantastic great for Danilo, great for Tavernier and just great for you know us Rangers fans as well and you could see how much it meant to the manager as well because that's really the, the first bit of emotion that we've really seen him have on the side of the pitch, wasn't it? Yeah, absolutely. And you know what the thing about this half was, as much as the quality wasn't there, we just never gave up. And we kept on going, kept on going. And that was the the heartening thing about this team, is we just kept on going. And it's the cliched thing about, and it, it certainly got used at the time, well, if you leave it four weeks ago, that would never have happened. We would have yeah. lost that game. And oh, 100%. That, that definitely is correct in that one because yeah. we never gave up in this game. 
The penalty itself. I mean, the moaning face greeting wee turds <laughs> that is Naismith. And we'll get into him after for the last game in the cup game there, claiming it wasn't a penalty because the, there was a blocking going on just beforehand. No, if you actually look at it, the blocking, the, the shot pool was getting done first and oh, then there yes. was blocking. Now, blocking, oh, happened, blocking happens in every set piece and every cross that goes on. You don't give penalties for blocking unless it's a clear and obvious obstruction. I mean, Celtic fans, as as they typically do, came on and started moaning about the fact that, oh, we get this penalty once again, two penalties in one game. That was, should have never been a penalty. When do you ever see penalties for shirt pulling? You see penalties for shirt pulling all the time now. Yep. And it was highlighted as well, even before VAR came in, in an old firm game, where there was a Rangers player clearly pulling the shirt of one of their players and they got a penalty for it. Yeah. There is nothing we can say about that because it was a clear penalty. It was stupidity from the defender. Most level-headed people understood you can't do that. It's a penalty. And just because it doesn't get given in other games doesn't mean then you've got to not give it in another game. Two wrongs don't make a right. It's up to the referee in the first instance to get that right. VAR's there that corrects a clear and obvious error. So yeah, done and, that. And we'll be talking about VAR for the other games as well, Derek. And, and finally, it was getting used for things that had been missed. And as you say, that was a great spot and it was a clear clear penalty. Stephen Naismith could speak about him all day long, but he's obviously very bitter for the fact that that is. But he was talking absolute nonsense because quite clearly, as you say, the shirt pulling was going on before the blocking, as he, as he put it. And when somebody like Michael Stewart even comes out and says that it was a penalty for Rangers, then you know that it definitely was Derek. So, no... No complaints, and as you say, just that fight and that never give up, that's what we're looking for, especially in games that we're not playing well. That's the type of spirit that we're looking for, and I was delighted after that, Derek, because I knew that we hadn't played well, but just that wee fight right at the end, that bit of belief in us managing to get there and get the three points, absolutely fantastic. Yes. So that leads us into the next game here, Wednesday the 1st of November, it was away against Dundee in the Premiership where we won 5-0. Dave, this game had it all, didn't it? It was just it, madness. Oh, absolutely bizarre. Obviously, the game was in doubt even before kick-off. During yeah. that day, obviously, horrendous downpours. Dundee were putting out media releases about possible call-off, but fortunately, they got everything done. Rangers stayed at St Andrews the night before. They went up the roads and they got stuck in a traffic jam. <laughs> and so it was 45 minutes delayed. Yeah. The other road as well had roadworks in it, so that never helped either. And if that wasn't bizarre enough, Dave, the stadium is now called the Scott Foam Stadium. Foam Stadium, yeah, I heard, I heard that. Yeah, very bizarre. It'll always be dense park to me, uh, Derek, but that's me just showing, you know, I'm an old codger that I'll not change my ways. It'll always be dense park. But yeah, very bizarre, wasn't it? Yes. So, Dave, how did the game go? Well, Derek, as you say, it went bizarre to bizarre to bizarre to even more bizarre as the game actually went on because there was things that happened that we've never seen before. And I'm not just talking about Sam Lammer's goal. <laughs> uh, I'm talking, but, you know, the game, as you say, was delayed before 45 minutes. So the, the team that uh, uh, Philip Clement put out for, for this game, Butland and goals, Tavernier, Goldson, Leon Balligan coming back into the team, Ridvan, Lundstrom, Jack Lammers, Simmer, Scott Wright on for the start, and Danilo 
getting his starting place in the team after scoring that winner against Hearts. On the subs bench, McCrory, Dessers, Cantwell, Sifuentes, Dowell, Sterling, Barisic, King and McCausland. So, Derek, slowly you can see the bench starting to get a bit more healthier players that are experienced on the bench there, which is a good thing to see. But with the game already being 45 minutes delayed, just within two minutes, Derek, and again, we can get into this. In the Rangers' end, there was a display of pyrotechnics, red flares, smoke everywhere, which looked spectacular. But in a stadium like the Scott Foam Stadium, being a small stadium, the smoke then bellowed out onto the pitch. So the referee deemed the smoke that was going to affect play, whether it did or it didn't. The referee took the decision to... Uh, you know, halt the match uh, and then, even more bizarrely, the police became involved and took all the players off of the pitch without anyone really knowing what was going on apparently it turned out that the smoke alarm had been set off by what had happened I mean, I don't know if that's official from Dundee that that's actually what happened but the police thought that they would have to take the players off the pitch. I didn't see the need for that whatsoever. From what I've read into and from other podcasts is that it was the police's decision to take the players off the park because a fire alarm was going off. So I get the whole point about there's a fire alarm going off. There's a potential issue there. We've seen it in other stadiums before with disasters. I suppose you can't take that that chance as well. But I think the fact that it wasn't communicated to anyone what was happening That was yeah. the big issue, and it was the, the police that kind of taken that, that stand there. It wasn't even, I mean, the, the, the commentators you know, that were doing, covering the match, didn't even know what was going on either. It wasn't until later on that that's what it came out that they thought was the, the reason for that. But anyway, Derek, after about 15 minutes, the game eventually went on. And, you know, we thought that it would maybe be to our detriment and maybe slow things down, but it certainly didn't because Rangers came out of the traps all guns blazing. And it was a joy to see because in the fourth minute it was a great break from Rangers. Ridvan on the left with a low cross into Simmer. He slides, just misses him at the back post and it looked as if it was going to be a certain goal. Really unlucky there. But just a minute later, it was a goal to Rangers. And it was that man who was back in the Rangers team in defence, Leon Balligan. He picks up the ball in defence and runs forward into the Dundee half. He plays a great through ball to Danilo, who loses his man. He shoots at an angle, and the goalkeeper, what can we say, Derek, he made an arse of it. He spilled it into the back post. There was Ryan Jack to fire the ball into the back of the net. Great play from Danilo to get the shot away and excellent play from Balligan. A little bit fortunate for Jack, but I really don't care. It's about time that we had players following up and getting any loose uh, scraps and that was good to see. So fantastic early lead for us, Derek. What did you think of that one? I mean, that if everything else before that wasn't bizarre enough. I mean, Balligan doing, you know, a Bugira rolling charging yeah, 60 exactly. yards up the park yep. with the ball. Yep, mental. Two minutes later, a long ball up to uh, Danilo. He heads it down to Simmer on the edge of the box and he plays a 1-2 with Scott Wright and then shoots just wide of the post. That would have been spectacular. Ten minutes, another chance for Rangers right to the byline. A low cross to Lammers. He shoots, but it's into the side net. It was quite fast. I'm not going to say too, too much about Lammers there. He didn't know too much about it. 
So I'll let him off with that one. Next 10 minutes, a wee bit scrappy. Yellow card for Liam Balligan for a, a challenge. It was clumsy. Don't know if it merited a yellow card or not, but the, the, the referee certainly gave it. And then 24th minute, a free kick to Rangers into the box, straight to Danilo, right in front of the goalkeeper. All he's got to do is put it past him, but he blasts the shot. Good save by the keeper, but the linesman then flagged for offside. Really unlucky, but should have found the net. Whether it would have stood or not, I don't know. 32nd minute, should have been two again. Danilo finds himself yet again, one and one at close range with the goalkeeper. He shoots and the goalkeeper manages to make a, a save. Then there's another shot back out to Danilo. He can't get the ball from away from under his feet. It tangles with the goalkeeper. Again, nothing in it, but the referee gives a foul. Don't know what's happening there. And then that took us through to half-time, Derek. So certainly Rangers on the front foot. Great getting the early goal. It was all Rangers. I can't remember Dundee having a single chance in the first half that really should have been 2 or 3 nil up at that point. I mean, I can't be disappointed with that. Yes, we probably should have been a couple of more goals up at that point, but we're playing well, limiting to what Dundee were getting forward, and we were on top by far. So I'm not going to not going to grumble about that yep. at all. Uh, into the second half, 49th minute, first again. Bizarre again. I don't know how how he manages this, but there was a a sort of ball cleared out of our defence up to Danilo. <laughs> just inside the Dundee half he jumps up and heads the ball on basically to himself because he didn't head it on to anyone he heads it forward the Dundee defender hesitated and then Danilo just ca- carried on so it was as if he sort of laid himself on with a header I've not seen anything like that before either gets to the edge of the box it hits a shot but goes for power rather than accuracy which is a bit annoying and shoots over the bar. But we only had to wait three minutes, and the 52nd minute, Rangers scored their second goal. It was a great team goal. Right runs into the Dundee half, ball to Simmer on the edge of the box, and the first time through ball to Danilo, and finally he sends the ball past the goalkeeper into the net to make it 2-0. Great team goal, Derek. Great passing and moving, and you know, finally a great finish for Danilo there. Yes, um, all I've actually put here, because I've missed it, is yep. need to watch it back. And I was intending right. to watch it back and then everything else kind of kicked off, which you'll get into as well. So Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. 60th minute, another chance. Ball down the wing to Rudvan. Ball right across the face of the goal. Scott Wright slides in, just misses it. That would have been a great goal. 61st minute, there's a sub. Uh, Simmer comes off, Cantwell on. 62nd minute, Rudvan now get, getting more of the ball with a cross into the box. Danilo with the header just wide of the post again. Really unlucky. That could easily have been in the back of the net. 69th minute, another chance for Danilo. A corner on the edge of the box. Shot deflects straight to Danilo. And again, right in front of the goalkeeper. But he shoots again straight at him. And he manages to get a ball away. And it's cleared for another corner. So, again, Derek, he's certainly getting in the right positions. I'm, I'm hoping it's down to rustiness rather than he's panicking in front of goal. But he really, really needs to be putting those chances away because they're clear cut. But then on the 70th minute, the first time that I really saw that Dundee having a chance, and it was a shot for the right-hand box, it was inches wide. So that was really about the only time that I saw Dundee really do anything in the second half up until that point. And then on the 74th minute, Derek, bizarre comes to bizarre comes to bizarre because that man, Lammers, who had done absolutely nothing up, in the state, up to this stage apart from trying a pirouette on the ball and falling on it, 
looking as clumsy as you could get, looking as if he couldn't, he didn't know where he was running into, looking com- completely hopeless. Let's be perfectly honest. Pulls out a goal at unbelievable quality because he gets the ball in the edge of the box with two men in front of him and basically ghosts past both of them at the edge of the box and hits an absolute rip snorter of a goal right into the top corner of the net. Absolutely sensational, Derek, and everyone looking at each other in disbelief more than anything else. What would the drink of that one? To quote a very famous commentator, Loft! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just a, a fantastic goal, uh, just out of nowhere as well. And there's a lot of reports about him as well, being this very cool, cam player. He's got the skill as well. <laughs> he just needs to start showing it more, and that was certainly it. That was brilliant. <laughs> It was. It was a fantastic goal. 75th minute, another sub. Ryan Jack and Danilo off. Sequentes and Dessers on. 8th minute, Tav on the right wing with a low cross to Dessers. He shoots but deflects off the defender. Back to Lammers who can't get any power behind it and the shot's cleared. And then the 82nd minute, it's the fourth goal for Rangers. Dundee and again, Derek, here we go. Another bizarre one that we'll never see again. Dundee at the Rangers box trying to get an attack going it's to the right-hand side. The Dundee player goes to play to the other Dundee attacker at the edge of the box, but the referee gets in the way of the play, blocks the Dundee player. The ball falls to Sam Lammers inside his own half. He sees Dessers on the left wing in the Dundee half and plays a sublime through ball to Dessers, who keeps his head, keeps the ball down. He runs into the box fires it past the goalkeeper. It does to get more bizarre than that, Derek. Kevin Clancy involved in a Rangers goal. Sam Lammers with an incredible through ball and Dessers managing to keep his head run through and goal and blast it into the back of the net. Quite quite unbelievable, actually. See if Lammers hadn't scored about 10 minutes beforehand, that would have been the goal of the night because that pass was incredible. I mean, yep. you talk about Scott <laughs> Allen passes. This was like... <laughs> Fucking on steroids, this pass. And it was the composure of Dessers as well. For somebody yeah. who has been bang out of form, bang, bang out of luck, he had a lot to do, yeah. and he'd taken it so well. Uh, it was just the pick of the bunch, ultimately. It was. It was just brilliant. Again, bizarre. 85th minutes, another the, the double substitution. Lammers and right off. Dowell and McCausland on. Uh, 85th minute, again, a penalty check here. Cantwell in the box, shoved. Looked to me as if it was a penalty. I don't even know if the referee went to VAR or a VAR check was done. Can't remember anything being said. I certainly thought there was contact there, but nothing given. And then another off-the-ball instant in the box where Dessers is actually stamped on. And again, that goes to the VAR check, Derek, and you can see quite clearly that it was was another penalty to Rangers. Great, again, having VAR there because, you know, I think if it hadn't been there, I don't think it it would have been missed. Uh, but Dessers certainly was protesting to the referee, so they had to go and have a look at it, and it was definitely a stick-on penalty for me. And then on the 90th minute, the captain, James Tavernier, stepping up, firing the ball into the back of the net to make it 5-0 to Rangers. And that is how the game rounded out, Derek. So, as you say, all the circumstances involved in this game, absolutely unbelievable. I mean, even one of these things that happened tonight would have been a talking point, but for it all to happen in the one game, 
is quite incredible. But a fantastic performance from start to finish, you've got to say so. And dare I say it, Derek, the first time that I've actually thought to myself, you know, this new manager, I think he's getting his point across to the players here. They look rejuvenated, they looked hungry, they looked as if they wanted more and more goals every time it happened. And that's what we've been missing for a long, long time. Absolutely delighted with the performance. I mean, it was relentless. You seen him getting a uh, Clement getting on a Dessers when we were four 0 up, trying to score a fifth goal as well. It was, it was just fantastic. Relentless. That is the the kind of key word there. Yep. Um, I mean, the VAR check. The there was a VAR check for the first push, and there was a VAR check, um, obviously for the the actual one we did get. I felt that the the actual push was more worthy of a penalty than the the stamp on the foot as well. But yeah, I, I don't care for. 5-0 at that or 4-0 yeah. at that point getting a 5 for the penalty so yes outstanding yeah fantastic so that leads us into the next and last game we've got to cover. It was the game yesterday, Sunday the 5th of November. It was a 3-1 win at Hamden against Hearts in the League Cup semi-final. Another great performance Dave. Yep, fantastic Derek and one that I was a wee bit nervous about. I realised that we had beaten Hearts and we'd been the better team but it is still the semi-final of the Cup. You know, we've seen it go disastrously wrong over the, the, the recent years. So I was a wee bit nervous about it. But as you say, you know, especially in the second half, an excellent performance and result. Yes. So there was two changes from the Dundee game. Cantwell and Barisic in, Wright and Ridvan dropped to the bench. Maybe a wee bit unlucky and right that one there, but... Um, yeah. Nonetheless, Butland, we lined up Butland, Tavernier, Goldson, Balligan, Barisic, Lundstrom, Jack, Lammers, Seema, Cantwell and Danilo. On the subs bench were McCrory, Ridvan, Dessers, Lawrence, Sifuentes, Sterling, Wright, Davis and McCausland. So the first half, a decent first half, however, were very wasteful with our chances. We're completely on top and we were trying different ways of getting forward, getting the ball into the box. We went from long balls to short balls, from one touch to multiple touches, from balls through the middle to crosses and from wide. However, we have been putting the, the final ball wide or over the bar far too yep. often. Yep. We lost the ball in our endeavours going forward. However, we were working hard, getting the ball back quickly. And that was really good to see. Something that I've noticed over the last couple of games is we're losing the ball when we're trying stuff, but there's not that fear from the players about losing the ball. And this defence we've had has been exceptionally leaky, making a big mistakes. We've not had that. We've had multiple clean sheets. I know we lost a goal in this game, uh, but that was through a penalty. We've had multiple clean sheets because the defence are stepping up, we're working harder to win the ball back. There's a bigger confidence, the confidence is growing in the team, so they're not making these silly, niggly wee mistakes that we've been seeing. So it's, it's all throughout the team, this mindset change, which we'll get into in comments later on. But the first half, 13th minute, Danilo with a shot over the bar after some good hold-up play by Seema. 16th minute, lovely movement with a 1-2 on the edge of the box with Cantwell and Danilo, ending in Danilo having a shot over the bar. 17th minute, lovely from down the right from Tav, gets to the edge of the box, a dinked cross into the back post and a good header from Seema forced in the keeper into a good save and cleared by the defender. That was the first of the really unlucky ones out there. 19th minute, Cantwell passes from the middle near to the Hearts box to Jack who crosses it in, a low glancing header by Cantwell but an easy take for the keeper. Yeah. 
27th minute, a lovely walk move, one-touch stuff. The ball was dinked over the Hearts defence. Cantwell, with his back to goal, spins, allows the ball to bounce, and a brilliant half-volley at the near post, forcing the keeper into a great save at the near post and out for the corner. That was really unlucky, that one there. Yep. 28th minute, Danilo with a header over the bar after a long cross from the right from Tavernier. 35th minute, corner from the left, Seema with a header wide. 45th minute, Seema with a long looping header, going goal bound, but an easy take for the keeper, and that's how the first half ended out. Into the second half, at half time, we made a change once again, Cantwell off and right on. He had picked up a booking. Initially, it was really unclear what the, the, the thinking was. Was he injured? Was it because he had a booking? And Clements came out and since then he said it was a bit of a tactical thing. He had been on a booking as well and he wanted to give Wright some minutes. So, that's what's good to see. He's not making changes because he's forced into making changes. He's making them tactically. That's sometimes what you need to do. Everybody was kind of a bit sceptical about the change, but it clearly worked because Wright yep. was sensational in the second yep. half, wasn't he? It certainly was. And as, as you say, Derek, Todd Cantwell's a, a fan's favourite. And, you know, if you were to ask the vast majority of them who's a sort of top player, we would all say that. But he's obviously not back to full fitness and, you know, it's great that the manager, you know, can come in and say, no, that's not working, I'm going to change it. I'm going to take him off. As you say, it wasn't just because of, uh, of of fitness, it was tactical as well. And it shows you, you know, that it worked. And, you know, if that's what he's going to be doing, then, you know, I'm all for it. It doesn't matter who, who comes off. If it's going to make us play better and win a game, then go for it. And it worked almost straight away because in the 49th minute, those three words you love to hear again, Penalty to Rangers. The ball was knocked into the box. Danilo speeds into the box. He gets a touch and the keeper takes him out. Now, I do think Danilo was falling, but the keeper clearly taking him out at the same time as well. So it was, for me, Dave, a stonewaller. Oh, it certainly was. I mean, the, the contact was there. Whether, whether or not it was, you know, people are saying it was, it, it was falling or not, you know, the goalkeeper made the blunder. He came out, he completely took taking him out, it was right in front of the referee as well, no hesitations whatsoever and you know, stonewall penalty again for me. Yes Up steps Tavernier on the 50th minute and makes it 1-0, it was a short run up, he blasts it into the bottom right, the keeper doesn't even move, I think the keeper there felt he was going to go down the middle this time didn't he? Possibly, I've heard a few Hearts fans complaining that he didn't even try to attempt to save it, but you know, I think you're possibly right, Derek. There's been a few times that he's, he's hit him sort of high in the middle there, but uh, again, great nerve by James Tavernier. He put us 1 0 up, and you know, from that point on, we were absolutely fantastic. Just after that, though, 54th minute corner in from the right from Hearts, a header in the middle, and a great save from Butland to knock it out for another corner. Yep. Had nothing to do all game so far, yeah. and he pulls out a great save. However, we did go 2-0 up a minute later on the 55th minute right scored. The ball breaks to Jack. It was a first-time pass to Danilo, who turns with one touch, passes to right on the other right side of the box, and with his second touch, right shoots it into the bottom left corner. It was quick, incisive and clinical. Exactly what we're needing. Brilliant goal, Derek. Great break. One end of the field to the other. Really fast. Hearts caught napping and a fantastic finish with Scott Wright. Yes. 58th minute, Hearts on the right, cuts inside and a long looping shot goal bound and Butlin with another great save to put it over the bar with one hand out for the corner, a great save there. However, that didn't matter because on the 63rd minute, Tavernier made it 3-0. It was a free kick on the edge of the box, just to the left of the centre and he curls it into the top right, leaving the keeper rooted once again. That was a peach, Dave. 
Yeah, it was absolutely sensational, Derek. Sensational. What we all, I'm, I'm saying what we expect. He's done it that many, you know, that, that often, but certainly in this big game for him to step up and do that sensational stuff. You know, we've been critics yeah. of him, and I think yep. justifiably, but you yep. cannot knock him when he's like that. Yes, he can have bad games, and I think, I've said this before, this is the problem with Tavernier. Because he scores that many, because he can play so many great crosses, when he has a bad game, people think he can't be criticised. I think there's been more than enough occasions the criticism is justifiable. Some people go overboard, and I don't think we're the ones that have done that, but I think sometimes the praise gets overlapped on him sometimes when he has been having a bad game. So, you know, but when you when he does things like he's done yeah. in the last couple of games, how yeah. can you leave him out? Def- definitely not. It was excellent. 77th minute, Danilo, Lammers and Balogun off, Dessers, Lawrence and Davis on. 78th minute, it was a red card for Hearts, or so we thought. It was a second yellow card. The cross in from Hearts into our box. Kingsley went down. The referee instantly seen a dive, and he gave him a second yellow card. There was a long VAR check, and he goes to the screen. He not only reverses the decision, he gives a penalty as well. To me, Dave, it's unclear as if he touched them or not. From one angle, it looks as if he did. From another angle, it looks maybe the barest of skiffs at the back of his heel. I mean, I think what would have been justified in that case there is rescind the the second yellow, but don't give a penalty because I don't think there was enough there to give a penalty. That's the thing. It well, maybe wasn't a dive. I don't think there was enough to give a penalty. As you say, it was it was quite inconclusive, wasn't it? Because they did see it from from two angles, and I thought it was quite funny because certain commentators are on the match. As soon as it happened, they were saying it was a stonewall penalty, but then when you saw it from a different angle. They had to change it and say, oh, well, it's quite difficult to see it from there. So, in other words, it is inconclusive. So, the referee gave the penalty anyway, Derek. He rescinded the, the yellow card. They did use VAR, but, but like you, it wasn't a, as a straightforward and stone wall as, uh, as what some people were making out it was. Yeah. Up steps Shankland on the 81st minute and he made it 3-1, sent the keeper the wrong way. And what I found funny with that as well, Hearts fans started lighting up, a couple of them started lighting up flares as well. It was a consolation <laughs> goal, guys. Come on. 86 minute, Lawrence with a thunderbolt from 20 yards, a save by the keeper's feet. The ball spins up and Dessers, it must be high from the last game because he tries an overhead <laughs> kick, but it went over the bar. I mean, one goal he scores and, you know, look what happens. But I'm quite glad he's trying that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, definitely. 87th minute, Barisic on the overlap into the box, has a shot at the near post, forcing the keeper into a save out for the corner. And the last piece of play here is Tavenier off in the 95th minute, Sterling on, and I don't think he even touched the ball, but, you know, he done great and the same. Yep. So, outstanding Dave, delighted with that. I mean, it was a decent first half performance, an outstanding second half performance, and into the final, that's against Aberdeen on the 17th of December. So, three o'clock kickoff, that's been confirmed for as well. Derek, it's, dare I say it, the, the, the Dundee performance was fantastic, but I think possibly the second half of the Aberdeen game there was when I really finally thought to myself the manager is really getting things going here because he is making players who we didn't think were good enough for Rangers making them come on and be key players to the team not by them turning all of a sudden you know into world class players but just by the design of his tactics where he wants people to play 
you know, the difference in the likes of Scott Wright is, is, is unbelievable. Without him doing anything spectacular, he just looks as if he can change a game, which is incredible. And a player, Derek, who I was very impressed with when he came on, and I can't wait for him to get back to full fitness, and we've hardly seen anything of him, was Tom Lawrence. I thought when he came on, Derek, he looked very, very dangerous. We just have to hope and pray that he stays injury-free and gets back to full fitness, because I think under the new manager, he could be a top, top player for us. Yes, absolutely. So it leaves us in the table. Obviously, we're into the final of the cup there. It leaves us in the table, sitting in second, played 11, won eight, drawn zero, lost three, scored 24, conceded only six, goal difference plus 18, and we're on 24 points. We're eight points behind Celtic just now, but they've got a we've got a game yeah, in hand over yes. them because obviously we were playing in the, the semi yeah. there. So the games to come, we have got the next game is on Thursday the 9th of November. That's at home to Sparta Prague Europa League game four. That's an eight o'clock kickoff. Sunday the 12th of November, we're away against Livingston in the Premiership. That's a midday kickoff. We're the international break after that. We play Scotland, play Georgia on the 16th and Norway on the 19th. Then it's Sunday the 26th of November. That's away against Aberdeen in the Premiership. That's another midday kickoff and that's rounds out November. So lots of games still to play, Dave. Yeah, big, big game on Thursday, Derek. I really hope that the players are up, up for that one. Be interesting to see how the manager, you know, gets us to play in that game. He's had a you know, that's embedded into the team now. I think he knows what, what he's got. So, fingers crossed they can get the result there. Yes. So, we'll now go into the news. So, just a couple of bits and pieces to go over in the news, Dave. Obviously, the pyro at Dundee caused a bit of a stushy. Now, Rangers and Dundee are going to avoid punishment simply because there is no nothing in the rules about that. So, quite rightly, Rangers and Dundee don't get any punishment. Now, I had you and Murray on my Twitter, you know, talking nonsense, to be honest. He wanted Rangers to be punished. It taken a good few tweets to get him to say that, mind you, but he wanted Rangers to be punished. Now, how do you punish something? Rangers have no control over their fans. All they have to say, and no club has control over fans, all the club has to say, don't bring stuff pyro to the game. Yep. And fans ignore that. There's nothing the club can do. On the other hand as well, it's the stewards of the home team that are arguably are, are to blame because they are meant to be doing the searches. So then surely it should be the home club that get into bother for that one there. So how do you justifiably dish, dish out punishment for that kind of thing? You can't. But it's just the usual. There's been pyro constantly throughout Scottish football. It just so happens that Rangers are involved this time and we're the ones on the receiving end of calls to get banned and all that kind of shit. Now, Dave, there's a time and place for pyro. The fact that it caused a, a delay in the game unforeseen because I don't think it's ever happened before where a fire alarm's been set off by the pyro, unusually, but it's, it's, it's a bit weird that one but I think fans need to be memorised, we've had a 45 minute delay already did you really need to do that, it caused an issue and even Clement came out afterwards and saying, you know, it caused an issue, visually it looked amazing but it disrupted the players that's the bigger issue I think Definitely, and that's what sort of annoyed me, and I think we would annoyed like the rest of the fans that that, that were you know are there or, or, or for trying to watch the game. The fact the game had already been delayed, and then that caused another delay as well. Now, 
the fans that brought it in wouldn't have expected that to have happened and affected the game the way that it did, but it did. So just read the room, I think, Derek, because that is that maybe the best way to, to say it for that it should have happened, you know. But it's it, it's happened now. We've got the result. There's not been any punishment because of exactly what you said. So I think we should move on and. Uh, you know, again, just uh, have, have a wee think if it ever happens again, if it's going to cause any disruption. I think that's just uh, the, the main point there. Yes. Next thing here is uh, Barry Robson has been slamming the, the fixture schedule because his team obviously got into the final along with us and he was complaining the fact that they are playing Eintracht Frankfurt on the Thursday before the final and he's hitting out of the fixture schedule. Well, that is one of the things that happen in, in when you're playing European football. We yep. are now obviously have the same issue because we are play, we'll be playing the exact same night as well. Yep, we exactly. will have the sa- same issue. And I didn't hear him complaining when we had, it was at a run of something like six games in 11 days yep. in 2008. We had played the last game of the season. We had the Europa League final and then we had the, the Scottish Cup final all exactly. within a six-day period. So... Yep. He was a wee busy enjoying his fictitious tour of the Japan at that time as well. So. <laughs> no, exactly, Derek. Everybody, it's affecting us. It's affecting everyone. It's the same for any club in this position. So I really don't know what he's complaining about, to be perfectly honest with you. No. Next thing here is Lundstrom in the interview after the, the semi-final there. Quite interesting comments. He said, it's a breath of fresh air having Clement in. The mood around the place is so much better. He's been uh, Clement's been great to everyone, not just the starting 11. And he's even talking about everybody who isn't, isn't even in the matchday squad. You can take it two ways. Is he having a big dig at Beal on that one there? I'm, I'm unsure. But the fact that the, the more the, the better point of that is the fact that everything it seems to be on track now. We're yeah. winning. There's a new way of playing. Yeah. There's a the cl- the players clearly are understanding the system that they're meant to be playing, yeah. and it's quite clear that it's, it's becoming clear now that Beal clearly lost the dressing room. I think. Yeah, hundred percent. Yep. And so, you know that the, the man the, the man that made the comment, a man who has improved, you know, vastly. I think over the past few uh, few weeks has been John Lundstrom. I think he's been outstanding for Rangers. So you can see it just even in the play, Derek, that everyone looks a lot more confident. And certainly the last two two results, it's, it's just been getting better and better. So great to see. Yes. Next thing here is the next Rangers fans forum is getting held at Edmonton's house tomorrow night. So that's the, well, it'll be tonight, uh, the Tuesday the 7th of November, that's at 5.30, so anybody who's been invited, I think, is getting already aware of this. Uh, minutes will follow after. Certainly it'll be a lot more positive than it would have been yeah. about three or four weeks ago, so yeah, definitely. Um, it'll be interesting to see about that. It's not obviously just going to be about directly on the field stuff. There's going to be, oh, I'm pretty sure there'll be off the field uh, things talked about as well, so we'll, we'll see the minutes from that. Interesting, yep. And the last piece of news I've got here is we mentioned them in the the last podcast about the the faux pas that the K-pop band Stacey had <laughs> done in Texas a, a couple of weeks ago is they have actually been at Ibrox today. Yes. Um, so seen a couple of the videos there, seen the Edmondson House as well. Just uh, bizarre, Dave. I, I mean, this week <laughs> couldn't get more bizarre, but this is topped it, I think. <laughs> Exactly. Kevin Clancy assists Sam Sam Lammers wonder strikes. Games delayed for forty five minutes and a K pop band 
<laughs> you know, through Glasgow at Edmonston House. So I was actually, I thought that it might have been a wee bit tongue-in-cheek if they'd have turned up with Texas Rangers tops <laughs> in the day, Derek, but thankfully oh, they didn't. That would, that would have been funny. <laughs> so, traumatised woman forced to visit a and her adult toy got stuck inside her bum. <laughs> so always a theme here, Derek. Yes. Yes. There's always a theme. A woman ended up having to rush to hospital after a bit of you-know-what with a friend with benefits left her with an adult toy stuck up her bum. Gigi Chapman said, <laughs> says she was having fun with her friend and they decided to introduce a three-inch metal sex toy she bought on the internet for their fun. Things soon went wrong for the 30, 34-year-old after she felt the adult toy go a little further than she had planned. <laughs> At, at first, she thought their friend had taken it out after the dis- discomfort went away, only to realise that her body had sucked up the toy. <laughs> Chapman initially tried to get the toy out by spending 40 minutes squatting in a warm bath. But when that didn't work, she was forced to seek medical help, calling 111 and to seek professional help. Oh my god. She avoided needing emer- emergency surgery but she still had to go through an excruciating procedure, which now she says she can now imagine how childbirth feels like. <laughs> I think she maybe needs an anatomy lesson there. Oh, dearie dear. Dearie dear. Oh, my God. <laughs> All I'm going to say, Dave, is there an x-ray and flared ends don't always work. <laughs> On that note, people, end oh, the podcast. Yeah. So... Dave, it's been a, a pleasurable experience watching the, the last few games. Obviously, the the first Hearts game a wee bit touchy, but outstanding in the end. We never we kept on going, and the, the last two games just an absolute joy to watch. Uh, it's going to be a difficult game on Thursday, but we're at home. The crowd behind us. We've showed yeah. we can mix it with them. Yeah. Let's see what happens. Derek, I am, and it's it's a terrible th- thing to say. I am getting excited again watching us play and I'm looking forward to games coming up which I've not done in a wee while now I genuinely think this guy in charge knows what he's doing which is what we've been missing and I just have to hope beyond hope that we can keep keep it going and hopefully we manage to get a, a victory on Thursday I think that would be huge for us Derek because we've had some huge victories in the league but to get a victory against Sparta, Sparta Prague to put us back in the mix, majorly back, back in the mix in that group would be massive, so fingers crossed Yes, well I'll be back with a post-match after that, as ever you can check out all the usual stuff that we do on the usual podcast outlets as well as Twitter and Facebook and YouTube for that matter, so thanks for listening and goodbye Take care folks, bye bye In the stadium erupts in red, white and blue you've never seen anything like it Let's go 